the subject is gifts the gifts of shirobindo and thankfully radhe added and the mother because the two are inseparable when parents visit their child's place doesn't matter whose hand the gift comes from it comes from both so when shirobindo and the mother visit their dearest child mother earth to us she is mother but she is formed of physical bodies but to the divine she is not just a daughter but a wonderful daughter she is a goddess who chose to take upon herself the burden that is rare even for the gods and therefore we worship earth not just because she bears us but because of this wonderful sacrifice that she has done and therefore time to time the divine comes and touches earth this is a glory which even the gods don't experience if they have to experience they have to come down to earth assume a mortal frame or they have to be in some antariksh intermediate worlds and watch from there the leela of the divine which goes on on earth this is the privilege of the earth and the privilege of all of us earth born race human race so the mother spoke about shurbindo's birth as the eternal birth when asked to elaborate she said it can be understood at four levels physically it is a birth whose consequences will last as long as the earth it's a cryptic close as long as the earth it could mean two things one is that while earth is the present stage of our evolution it is quite likely then after its work is over its work was to prepare the supramental being and the supramental being in a new body a new vehicle could live on who knows where very passingly shurbindo mentions in records of yoga uh, mars being the previous stage of evolution perhaps that's why we are so fascinated who knows in the coming cycles we don't know we you know we are it's it's a preparation which is wonderful but we do hope that she has been such a wonderful um, mother to all of us and it's she who gets transformed fully but this was a question that shurbindo did keep in the balance but more importantly as long as the earth lasts Shubindu and the mother also said the mother specifically that this time there is not going to be a pralaya why there is a need for pralaya or a mass destruction complete destruction of uh, earth and life here upon earth six times it has happened even scientists speak about the five ice ages or possibly six is because the momentum towards progress uh, earthly beings are not able to hold it so beyond a point it lapses back but this time it will be a constant progression so that is what is expected because there will be a constant progression there will not be a lapse back into um a catastrophic destruction it applies even to the individual human body the mother speaks about undoing the body future words even now the body is undone every few years but every time you have a new set of cells they are backwards in the sense the consciousness advances and they are like carbon copies 
which with each copy become less and less effective. Errors multiply. So if the body could be undone, future words, it would mean a deathless state. So all these are beautiful, uh, not mysteries, mysteries to the abstract intelligence, but very much conceivable and uh, if I may say so, practicable if we get into it. So this is the first effect of the of Shirobindo's word that its consequences will last as long as the earth lasts. The second level at which it can be understood is mentally and it is mentally she says its memory will last in the human race throughout. I have often wondered about this that how come uh, you know civilizations come and go but why is it that the avatar is remembered even after people doubt it but avatar is remembered. People look for evidences, they find, they may not find, is irrelevant. How is it that 17,000 years according to one estimate, I am not good at remembering the dates and you know history in that sense and it's not interesting also, maybe. <laughs> so, so, but imagine Rama, Krishna, Buddha, Parshuram, Matsyavatar, Christ, Buddha, all of them are remembered. And it's not because of the followers who spread about the teachings. <laughs> Probably it's the other, other way around. They would be remembered. How? Why they are remembered? How they are remembered? So Shirobindo comes as the culmination of this lineage of avatars. And his memory will remain in the earth atmosphere. Even when things are forgotten outside, the memory remains. There is a whole part of the earth where just like within us, memory remains. That's a wonderful subject in its own right. What is memory? Where it remains? Where it is lost? How it is activated? Something very beautiful, wonderful subject of a workshop. But just this memory, there is a whole uh, domain in the earth where all the memories of the past remain. And the mother would see a movie and she would say, Oh, this is not how it happened. And when she would be asked, she said that there is a domain of the earth. You go there, you will see things exactly how they happened. It's like an imprint. Even Shobindo says if you give to a yogi a, a sword, he will touch it and know who all have used it. It may be hundreds of years old. He will know through the imprints. So we can uh, understand what it means to have something touched by mother and Shobindo. Can you imagine what it means? <laughs> that touch remains. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so... We have uh, the mentally, it can be understood like psychically. She literally, I mean, not, she's not uh, repeating in this way, but she's literally in a way reproducing the words of the Gita, Sambhavami Yuge Yuge. But how is she saying it? She says, psychically, it is a birth that records from age to age, from time to time. And she even says, and will recur. She also speaks of the future tense. It is. What is recurring? Whose birth is recurring? Psychically it is time to time. Just the psychic being changes the old body, takes a new one. So it's, it's a recurring birth. So also when there is a time for an age to come to an end and transit to another age, the divine takes the human body and lead the human march. This is something we spoke about yesterday. And finally she says, spiritually it is the birth of the eternal upon earth. So at all these four levels we can understand. 
And so also we can understand Shurabindu's gifts at all these and many other levels. His presence itself is a gift. <laughs> For the divine to be embodied upon earth, we cannot imagine what it means. Before Shurabindu's coming, we had two choices, both at least to me, as absurd that, as they could be. One was, pactize with earth. Live in Rome and do as the Romans do. Live upon earth and do as earthlings do. Eat, drink, be merry, party. That's it. Have some higher thoughts. Read some good literature. Visit the <laughs> religious places to do this, you know, satisfy your you know, guilt, what, whatever it means. People hold their ears and uh, they do, you know, up and down in front of God's image uh, so that they can come out and commit fresh sins. <laughs> so, uh, this was life <laughs> and we call it life, uh, living for the sake of the body, for what is known as family, domesticated animal and you know have children raise them up and at the end become a picture frame be very happy my dadaji and see next will be me I mean it is so absurd if you look at it so absurd human life if we look at it at another level to spend thoughts on eating to spend thoughts on this that okay enjoy good food that's okay <laughs> but to be preoccupied with these things this was one choice. People take that choice. It's okay. Their business. Another choice was if you didn't find this is what it should be because you are born with a dream of an ideal. Uh, life should be beautiful. Life must be wonderful. Life should share something of the glorious liberties of heaven. It should be a dream not a nightmare but a beauty if it is a dream it should be a beautiful dream because the dreamer is the Lord but they had no choice because everybody told them this earth is only a veil of sorrows a vanity of vanities it's nothing but dukkham in various ways a field of suffering pain though we make sometimes too much exaggeration of pain even the most mayavadi who says all this is suffering and pain and tell him sir please show us the way <laughs> you know let's as quickly as possible cut the knot of suffering <laughs> he also enjoys so it's not like it is all suffering and vanity like everything on earth is only there are some beautiful things which have expressed here and they are, it's important to reckon with them but yes by and large at the end everything collapses into death into uh, you know the dark in conscience so the other choice was some people came said look here we'll open a door and you can escape said, this is good cool what do I have to do with it no subscribe to a formal religion get initiated practice a mantra pass to the door and you are done with life and birth and death wonderful but too selfish for hearts that are made of fire and steel too selfish a lonely freedom cannot satisfy a heart that has grown one with every heart 
How can one be social? I have found a way. So some people found a way out of that selfishness also. Okay, I'll make more and more people come out through that. <laughs> Making an absurdity of God and creator and creation of course. So but these were the two choices. How to make life better? Well, mother gives this example. One of St. Francis. Do as much good as possible upon earth. Help people. In whatever way, distribute blankets, give free medicines. This doesn't matter. Blankets will run away and, you know, will rot or be sold. Food, you give them nice food one day in a week. After for six days, they are unhappy. So, they, but this is how people still believe that this is how you can make life better. The other was the way of the Buddha. Come out of this, I mean, Many others who spoke about it, but Buddha stands as the ultimate in this area. Come out of this, this dukkham, this is because of desires. Who created desires? Because of desire, divine desire, that one desire. He doesn't even use the word one, just, just desire created this universe, come out of it because it will bring suffering. Very logical, extremely logical. But then these were the two choices. And if you didn't like the two, just quietly suffer the birth and wait for whatever may happen after death. Now Shubindu comes, his very presence opens the door to a new choice, which is so wonderful. Those who waited for long, that there must be a way, not a middle way, but a way to synthesize earth and heaven, to marry earth and heaven, to reconcile material life and the spiritual not reconciling in terms of two hours spiritual and twenty hours material, not reconciling that way. But making matter an instrument of the spirit, turning this body into gold, not just dust and clay. So this is a new possibility which he gave to earth and with it a new hope. And if for nothing else, just this is so wonderful. It doesn't matter when it will happen, how much time, these are all questions which have, have no relevance. The fact that this will happen, the fact that we can be called upon to it, the fact that we can participate in it, is alone which is enough. Hundred years, three hundred years, thousand years, even ten thousand years, there is a new hope. One takes it and advances and moves forward with faith and trust and hope in the new creation. So he gave us this vision because we were like blind men. He gave us a new vision. But along with the new vision, you see, the seers are known to have two faculties which awaken in the seer. Truth vision and truth audition. Truth vision is not just um, seeing subtle images. But it is to see the truth hidden behind appearance. It's another kind of seeing altogether. And truth audition is not like you are hearing voices all the time <laughs> speaking to you. It's about receiving the truth through faculties of inspiration, intuition, revelation. Truth audition. So he not only gave us truth vision but also truth audition. He activated a new mantra in earthly life. And when we read through his writings, page by page, white star scripts of the gods, so we are wrapped with ecstasy and wonder and amazement. 
सो दैट रेवल्यूशन इज गिवेन टू अस इक्वली इन ए पावरफुल मांत्रिक लैंग्वेज इट्स इंपॉर्टेंट बिकॉज रेवल्यूशन कैन कम ओके टिल आर दर्ड इन शॉल दैट इट्स गोइंग टू कम बट ही गेव अस अलॉन्ग विद द रेवल्यूशन द मंत्रा विद विच वी कैन एडवांस टूवर्ड्स इट all his writings are a mantra so this was another gift he gave to us but there must be something like on the material level on the physical plane it's okay inwardly we have the mantra we have the vision and we can move individually so he started creating like you know rishis of all old they would make yagya shalas yagya bhumi there must be a camp as he uses the word in savitri a camp of god i'm just uh, that word is for a moment in bracket okay a camp of god is pitched in human time it's referring to the kingdom of the soul of course but in space and time there should be spaces where this new creation can flourish it's important it doesn't uh, only have it cannot just inwardly there must be spaces conquered time and space conquered for the sake of the divine so at his first yagyashala where does it start from the first ashram of shurabindo if you may call it in the alipur jail only god can have this sense of humor he does say that in one of his writings i went to a holy place and i was bored you know people all uttering holy things <laughs> so god took me to a prison something like that and it turned out his ashram you know this where he could have the rendezvous with god first experiment the worst kind of criminals everybody he had already done that experiment <laughs> in a very miniature way and then of course we know in pondicherry creates a seed plot we should we should never underestimate the work and the what what is there in it doesn't matter by what name we call it but the fact that they engaged in tapasya there is something which the earth can never forget it doesn't matter institution all this is really speaking not the, the thing but they engaged in tapasya it's like a teertha where the spiritual energy of shurbindo and the mother the twin avatars in its most intense form tremendously intense they also created auroville not everybody can engage in this intense tapasya because ashram requires a complete consecration to the divine it's difficult we want something like that but this kind of total consecration some other created or will it's enough if you have a good will for human unity it's enough if you have a good will for progress come here this is also my space it's a amazing thing how they were creating spaces and in this both these spaces if you look at it it's located within the geographical boundaries of india where tapasya had been carried on for ages so those shurbindo says that 15th august is my own birthday and it's gratifying that independence god has gifted the independence on his day putting a seal and stamp on his work but actually it is shurbindo's gift to the world 
India is sure Bindo's gift to the world because India is never meant to be living for its own personal interest. That's not the India that Shurabindu, that's not the India that ever was and Shurabindu reminds it that political freedom of India is only a step towards spiritual freedom and this spiritual freedom of India is necessary for the whole world. Otherwise it has no meaning. Another great nation, technologically developed, advanced, all this is fine. It should. But that's not the purpose. So India itself, all that he is, he revealed or released during the time of freedom struggle. Till date, ultimately India realized freedom freedom along those lines. Passive boycott, Swadeshi, then you know, all the means that he, he revealed there, along those lines, we see India ultimately realized. Though the credit go, go, went to different people, but that's okay. That's, Shubhinder has no issues with that. But the key things that he gave, keys, that's why Shubhinder withdrew, because he had already laid the lines. And most important, he awakened the soul of India. Bhavani Bharati, Mother Durga and Captain our mates. And then, as if this is not enough, the Ashram, Moravil, which are we should never forget. They are not human creations. They are not run by human beings. People often ask, uh, they say, I can't understand this thing in the ashram and that thing in the ashram. Uh, so I tell them that, look here, <laughs> it is the mother's creation. <laughs> you can't understand <laughs> with the human mind. But one thing which mother and Shubhin, they have said, we must understand since we are speaking about this space, in one of the letters Shurabindu wrote to Nistha, Woodrow Wilson's daughter, Margaret Wilson, and he wrote that, you know, this ashram is a laboratory, as you say, as, as X says, uh, or was it Eleanor Montgomery? Probably, yes, the latter. This ashram is a laboratory as X says. So it's a kind of divine laboratory. And then he reveals something very interesting. The earth itself is a laboratory where through various combinations, something is happening. And that happening is evolution. It's the most happening laboratory in, in the entire universe. And in earth, the place where this work is most concentrated, it is India. So all the difficulties come there. Already we spoke about. And to make it simpler, he created the created ashram and Auroville. To concentrate the difficulties of earth concentrated in India. They are found everywhere but in a diluted version. The difficulties of India, earth and India concentrated in the ashram and Auroville. Please note it very clearly and carefully <laughs> those who want to take the plunge. It is not to run away from difficulties. You cannot come to ashram, oh now I will have a peaceful life. When people came like that, mother would say go to Raman ashram, it is nearby, you will have a peaceful life. It's a laboratory of God. But he wanted it to become more concrete. So, <laughs> to go a little backward as uh, my dear friend, of course he's passed away, elder, but wonderful speaker and writer, Chote Narayanji, used to say, see in Krishna avatar, in Ram avatar, 
the gods were on this side and the demons were far away in Lanka. In Krishna avatar, they were both in the same clan. In Shurabindu avatar, he brought all of both of them together in the same human heart. So this body itself, a laboratory of God, and he says that in the life divine, animal was the laboratory through which nature evolved man. Who knows if man is not uh, the laboratory of nature where using conscious means and processes with the participation of the human it does not intend to bring out something greater something more marvelous something more divine so this way of looking at the human body something very different the new possibility in the human body the body can be divinized is something which is amazing it makes sense completely, bridging the complete gulf between the body and soul, between matter and spirit. Man becomes thereby a point of transition, not to depart, but a meeting ground of the spirit and matter. This is the great utility of man, that he stands at the meeting junction, he is the bridge. And this bridge can become a meeting point for the divine and the physical existence, earthly life. This is the beauty of human existence, great utility, its real purpose and fulfillment. So he created these yag spots, yag sthalis, but this is not enough. So after the supramental manifestation, we see the mother several places, even before that, there were some study circles, some land which was taken here and there, like in you know, Madhuban and some places where lands were given and they became, Shubindu says for example, to land which was given Tapogiri by somebody to Shubindu, he says it is our foothold in the Himalayas. So she started this work of making many, many miniature Yagyavedis. The Yagya in Pondicherry ashram had to spread into the world. And so we see that Shobindo, how, you know, relics, how it started when Champaklalji would suddenly pick up and there are very beautiful uh, instances where once, uh, you know, his um, nail, when he would cut, he would preserve all, all these things. So one of them is fallen and suddenly they are searching for it. Nirodhyan Champaklalji. And Shobindo smilingly says, so, found it? He never discouraged that don't keep them, they are waste, what is the use? He knew very well that this is going to become the modern power spots, Shakti Peet. He knew it very well. So we see numerous relic center. Mother herself started sending, you know, strands of hair of Shurabindos. To those who may not, may wonder what is there in a hair? Shiva, one hair of Shiva, as the myth goes, created Veer Bhadra. <laughs> would demolish every possible god on the way. This was Shiva. <laughs> Shri Krishna takes up the wheel of the chariot against whom Bhishma because he has to save Arjuna. He says, he says, Bhishma says, you promised that you will not lift up. He says, yes. But to save my devotee is much greater than my promise. The world may say anything to me. <laughs> but I'll save him any which way. 
my first promise is to my bhakta he picks up the chariot and the entire volley of arrows that bhishma sends it is powerless and ineffective that wheel of the chariot becomes not just the sudarshan chakra is there documented in the recorded in the mahabharata is something amazing so we can just imagine a strand of hair of shurbindo nail pieces tooth we know about buddha's tooth stupas they keep so he first it started through these centers part chakras study circles then relics they are the modern shakti peet one of them i'm sure will be a very prominent one important one especially for the uh, america this side of the world is lagras i think uh, the sooner it develops the better it is for america and for the world let me put it like that it is not just for few devotees who will come there and who will you know it's not at all for that this work is not being done just for few people to sit there and read and have some conferences which is important and good but it is because once that land becomes awake and alive with the presence material presence of shirobindo it is going to have a tremendous effect upon america and coming together of america russia and india we know is so important for the world the mother has spoken about that india brings the spiritual power and this uh, america brings the material power and they are coming together is so important so it's it's a tremendous action this just as an aside it would be a gift of shirobindo to america then of course there are countless these books through which he released new idea forces not only about transformation that of course he gave a new meaning to vedas the upanishads the gita when you read through i had read all these books before turning to shirobindo and i enjoyed them but like this not what i am looking for especially the gita five interpretations i had read none of them sounded like that's it and when he gave this new sense you say everything fits in place so new idea forces the same scriptures but it's the way he looked at it and the way he released the way he revealed to us and then not only with regard to spiritual life religion he uplifted sublimated to what levels who would have known what buddha represented who would have known what krishna stood for who would have known what christ sacrificed his life for who would have known what is the ideal of rama nobody it is sure when the uplifted religion there are two ways some people have just been iconoclast they have destroyed religion because they found it creating ills shubhind liberated it from all its trappings and revealed its secret to this is the difference not only religion everything with any little possibility there is a whole series of writings of shurbindo short writings in essays divine and human and essays on in philosophy and yoga it is a whole science of consciousness at one place shubhendra uses this word and those who need to understand this world how the divine would it see too much into the future 
and i think a scientist who reads it will get such wonderful insights but it's not like scholarly work done here there it's a yogi's vision of what science would be should be and how it can progress along everything he just let it progress towards infinite heights to art you know we have all kinds of art today shubindu's one liner what is the purpose of art it is to reveal what nature hides that beauty the purpose of art is to refine to create beauty the purpose of music is to refine to create beauty science to reveal the all wonderful and how he works in the world that is the purpose of science all these things so beautifully he has revealed through a series of writings amazing in every field you pick up what is sleep what is waking up what is dream what is food what is relationship every area but lifted up so it's not just he's not just speaking of spirituality which is disconnected from life but in everything be it meditation bhakti karma every aspect of life how to handle matter material forces all these are such wonderful gifts and again and again i say it's a pity that we don't read it to psychology and health a completely new understanding if you read shorbindo's vision of what man is <laughs> we have had two understanding of man one was one of the most foolish that i read in the school man is a social animal so i said why should i be a good human being <laughs> i mean this question <laughs> you should be good because you should be good but social animal then there came this another vision that man is divine in disguise wonderful that the vedantic vision swami vekananda wrote thundered this truth till human ears could receive it man is not a fallen creature man is in his deep nature divine realize it shubindo added something very fascinating man is a transitional being why is this transitional well because he has this divine nature hidden inside his outer nature is a scaffolding through which this inner truth is trying to come out when it comes out he will no more be man but something else so man is a transitional being his real purpose and utility why because transitional being can be seen in two ways or like condescending man no it is to lift man's possibility to the utmost swami vivekananda said man is a divine nature but ultimately vedanta is only about releasing the soul from moksha but here he speaks about divinizing human nature so it is ultimate psychology and this psychology covers everything Uh, the psychic being inside the layers of personality from the outer the inner to the inmost the vertical layers and the circumconscient the inconscient the subconscient the superconscient human interchanges all these things you know which we um, i mean it's a whole subject so then in field of health we had this recent pandemic uh, just imagine the letters of shubindu in 40 is speaking about influenza the flu virus and he says what you should do what it is so he describes it he says 
<laughs> influenza what we call as this viral infection it is three components one is the material look how he is describing as a scientist there is a material component which we discover in the laboratory but material component is only a vehicle along with that there is an adverse force which it attaches itself to all these material components even good forces can attach the good bacteria then along with that there is bad will ill will people are professing doomsday doomsday things will be destroyed okay fine we are inviting all these forces doomsday thanks to doomsday so there is a bad will and sometimes it takes the form of an ignorant good will see i am cautioning you world will be destroyed it's a bad will whether we like it or not but it comes as good will that i am cautioning you we know these prophecies took place so there is a bad will and then there is along with that the vibration of fear and all this comes packaged together and enters the human mind through the power of suggestion you had it now you are gone so he says what is to be done he says remain quiet any agitation any restlessness any fear disturbs the working of the grace stay quiet and along with that staying quiet call the mother's peace open to her grace and light so all that is required it will pass away now just imagine this and this is not just about virus i'm just about the entire understanding of health healing the forces behind it the dislocation the disharmony again it's a whole science in itself the part of the body which is affected how from there you can understand what is the deeper disequilibrium going on it's a whole science he has given are we ready to receive and practice it that's a different story altogether so in every field in literature in poetry it speaks about the future poetry and so on and so forth another gift which was a very gift by i mean it's it's not you know when somebody comes and cleanses your streets clears the sewage drains we may not call it gift but it is a gift it was so dirty has anyone wondered what happened after the second world war the first and second world war and the indian freedom that midnight where there was so much massacre so much death destruction so much horror fear pain must have gone embedded into earth consciousness how come all this suddenly started disappearing if you look at from mid 50s onwards 60 people are going into space yoga is becoming a household word today it's not even 50 years i mean people were talking about let's strive for human unity what happened who absorbed it all so while the world was asleep shubhendu was cleansing you know the two great wars especially the second world war and its after effects the poison that had arisen what is that war it was the sagar manthan the churning of the great ocean because he had to pave the way for immortality he came to give us the cup of immortality so not just immortality of the soul but immortality of the very body but to do that as we know in the story first poison comes out so the poison that was buried inside the earth all you know divisions hatreds all kinds of things 
various kinds of division they came up and they took the form of second world war who absorbed it who stood behind from his one room not just monitoring but actively dynamically participating their books one of them is the lost footsteps which uh, you know silvio and i think i forget the name but it's a wonderful book of the reminiscences people who experienced shobindo's direct intervention uh, magilichi's the light that shone into the dark abyss how he intervened during the war and after that it was this poison that he was swallowing people often ask that he left his body on 5 december 1950 even that is the gift to save us to facilitate upon earth and the mother describes in late 40s just around the time that the fumes of the world war its poison fumes so much massacre what took place the goriest event in history as far as we can document i think it surpassed chengiz khan and all those who went before him kans and ravana had goody goody asuras before all this <laughs> you know if you read all this chengiz khan and the mongols and then the you know <laughs> hitler you feel oh, ravana at least was a pandit shiv bhakta <laughs> he took mata sita but did not touch her he is a goody goody guy in front of all of them <laughs> but this was supramental avatar absorbing all these poison fumes which had arisen out of the gas chambers and the the cry the anguish so in late 40s the mother describes that you know how people were not receptive he was bringing down but again as happens when you are around the divine everything is good you take life for granted everything for granted all the gifts for granted so mother says he knew it is because of unconsciousness of humanity but he did not blame them he blamed the inconscient what he did he plunged into the into it and started drinking that poison stuff and went down and down into this we'll probably close with this little poem a god's labor went down and down into it into the body's alleys blind to pave the way for the supramental manifestation to come today we speak about it and we bask in the glory and you know we are very happy about the new world but who paved the way with his body's death if you want to put it that to shurbindo as a last act of last act of supreme sacrifice and even in his departure just i mean it's it's one of the most touching touching incidents he was going through all this you know pain he was not re- 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 revealing it to anyone you look at shurbindo's picture of 1950 from 20 to 50 he did not allow anybody to photograph people wanted to make a crown of rare jewels for him they were collecting money to celebrate his 75th birthday giving him a crown of jewels you know what shurbindo said let the kingdom come the crown can wait and what was he doing during that time mother says if you look at his face in 1920 when you look at his face it's like the world is not ready and he is looking at this world that his greatness must save and free he is looking at it such an intense gaze power 
that you know this is the world he has to work upon it's not ready 1920 mother joins okay <laughs> we have to make the world ready this is the command he gave when mother said is the world ready he says it is not ready but if we have to wait it will never be ready we have to make it ready and that's how we see that disciples started gathering as representatives and so on and so forth and it, the whole thing grew the integral yoga which he gave as a gift to man so that you it's a passage it's not yoga is a technique it's a passage from this life to a new life and this passage is everywhere in our thoughts in our feelings in our will in our very body it's a passage from the old life to the new life from the old creation to the new creation that's what integral yoga is about so when he saw that well the world is not ready when you see his picture in 1950 mother says it's full of compassion for the world gazing at infinity all his life he had given to redeem earth and man but he didn't want to because man is not ready i must so he says he plunged into the inconscient to prepare the way he gave up his realization in his own body to hasten the collective realization upon earth and that's why the mother said people do not know what a great sacrifice should be made when he was asked about resuscitation of the body to bring come back he says no i have deliberately given it up i'll come back in the first supramental body formed in the supramental way what the supramental way one finds the entire you know in the agenda when one reads one finds what that supramental way is but it just to hasten the earth you see that compassion during that period what was shurbindo doing he was giving us the greatest of all gifts he knew he had said open to mother surrender to her Hundred questions. Who is the mother? She is a French lady. How can you have an avatar in France? Avatar must be born in India. <laughs> All these foolish questions. <laughs> They want to tie God to a you know particular. <laughs> All these things. People ask Shivendra. They will be amazed how they could ask. <laughs> But they asked, and Shivendra is patiently replying. <laughs> one after another so he knew that uh, if people could open to the mother like this the whole new creation would take place people have asked shurbindo he says yes if they could just be integrally sincere and open to mother she would bring down the new creation but no so he says okay i'll give our combined consciousness this ultimate gift savitri you see when shubindu withdrew from the indian scene he had established the divine mother's power in the soul of india from that day the fate of the feminine neglected on both sides of the globe not only india please suddenly began to change in 1928 the many such gifts he has given without her understanding uh In 1928, a lady called Jaya Devi, she came and she told, you know, she was going to Rameshwaram, but she saw Shurabindo. She would not go. She had lovely visions of Sri Krishna. It is said that she was Yashodama in her previous life. So Shurabindo, she said, you know, don't make me 
a woman in next life shubhendra smiled and said why are what do you understand how much i had to you know i have to take permission i don't have money with great difficulty when i said i am going to the tirath rameshwaram so my husband has given money and time out and so i have come if i become a woman again this is the fate shubhendra smiles and says i am bringing a new age in which all this will not be necessary it will the age when women will be empowered the feminine revolution in the true sense is the gift of the divine mother in pondicherry ashram first time when the march past took place around the city of pondicherry town of pondicherry there was abhay singh nahar and light the i forget her name light the anyways one woman and man both beautiful smart tall such wonderful even as form and they were marching so people threw stones how can a woman lead this is way back what is how can a woman lead and when this was reported to the mother she said don't pay attention don't pay attention today the woman leads see this was a big fault of vedanta purusha 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 so people misunderstood purusha to be this purusha physical purusha they forgot the feminine and they suffered i know about spiritual movements where they don't see the woman woman has to be in the dark i don't want to name it and i had to give a talk sitting on platform with one such swami ji and all women went into the background i said what happened no no he is not supposed to see a woman i said whose fault it is <laughs> it's not the woman's fault it's your fault if you can't see the divine mother in woman it's your problem <laughs> anyways this is how spirituality was and today you see complete turn around this should be the gift education not just national education what these children have to become as children of the future and they gave this uh, wonderful way it's all of them is a subject in its own right and as i said the comp- the final gift of savitri i could go on but before i close because somebody had yesterday asked me the a question on whatsapp and i totally forgot about it about uh, why religions formed around christ and buddha not around parshuram ram well uh, it people tried to form religion try to see the evangelistic fervor with which certain krishna devotees try to convert people <laughs> as 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 absurd and dangerous as you know anyone else and i say please spare don't bring this element we have run away from evangelism so but it is there people have tried to form buddha while he is in the body mahayan hinayan later on theravad buddhism all this started this effort will be there even during shurabindu but why it never took that form in india is because india in india there is always the evolutionary current in spirituality which is admitted thankfully not one book one god it's a great blessing so in india the evolutionary current new avatars new seers sages new books all this came so we were saved from this sanatan dharma has that evolutionary 
But the moment you institutionalize, this is the danger that happens. And the mother said, this effort, people will try even with Shurabindo. Fixed dogmas. You go sometimes even near the Samadhi, somebody will tell you, this is not how you sit, this is not how you... <laughs> so some of them asked me, I had to tell them stories of mother, <laughs> rather than, you know. But this, there will be effort, but it won't succeed. Even the mother cautioned that there will be effort to turn Shurabindo's yoga into a teaching, into a religion, a very cruel religion. But you must know, all must know, that the Lord Shurabindo is great and mighty and benevolent. He's not uh, come to, you know, punish but to redeem the fallen. So, at the end, let me just read few lines from this poem, A God's Labor. See, this is the problem when you don't plan anything because you suddenly feel like reading something and, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> God's Labor. And that old book had very easy to navigate. Can somebody open it for me? On I have the other possibility, incarnate word. Index of titles, it should be here. Yes, I got it, 534. Thank you. Somebody opened it. <laughs> so, you see, in the old volume, the index was very neat. But in the new volume, it's all become so chaotic. <laughs> I remember, I used to remember it in the old volume. So it didn't take time at all. Almost pictorial memory. And I'm sure those who uh, have read the SABCL and this one, I mean it's a good work in its own right, but it's arranged more in a scholarly way. And what happens when we become too much of a scholar? We lose the truth and its wholeness in bits and parts. Okay, so we'll close with this few lines, a long poem. A God's labor. It is God speaking to earth, mother's words. I have gathered my dreams in a silver air between the gold and the blue and wrapped them softly and left them there, my jewel dreams of you. Gold and the blue are of course the supramental and the spiritual, yes. Prepare these dreams. Now as man becomes ready, he will embody them. I had hoped to build a rainbow bridge marrying the soil to the sky and so in this dancing planet match the moods of infinity. But too high were our heavens, too far away too frail their ethereal stuff, too splendid and sudden our light could not stay. The roots were not deep enough. He who would bring the heavens here must descend himself into clay and the burden of earthly nature bear and tread the dolorous way. Coercing my Godhead, I have come down here on this sordid earth 
ignorant, laboring, human groan, tricks the gates of death and birth. I have been digging deep and long, made a horror of filth and mire, a bed for the golden river's song, a home for the deathless fire. I have labored and suffered in matters night to bring the fire to man, but the hate of hell and human spite are my meat since the world began. For man's mind is the dupe of his animal self, hoping its lusts to win. He harbors within him a grisly elf, enamored of sorrow and sin. So, uh, when Niruddha asked, just to, before we come to the last few passages now, uh, stanzas, Niruddha asked, you must be busy in the empire and sitting in the supramental. He said, no sir, I am busy with the subconscious. Clearing the filth and the mud. You people think that the supermind is like, supermind is just like you catch the tail and bring it down. But I am more concerned about what will happen to the earth when it comes down in an unprepared humanity. Not everybody can lift the giant bow of Shiva or Bhima's mace. If he tries by technology, it will fall upon himself and he will be crushed. He says, I have to. Prepare man's consciousness, lay down the wiring, make it foolproof, switches everything. Where is the human body fit to receive the supramental and the human consciousness? He says, I am busy doing all that. Same thing about India, 1931 or 32, somebody asked, Sir, what about India's freedom? Surely you must be doing something about it. He says, All that is already assured. 1931 or 32. All that is already assured. Now I am working about what India will do with her freedom. Bolshevism, Gundaraj, things look ominous. <laughs> See, that's what he was worried about. What will the world do if the supermind comes down? There will be such a chaos and confusion. People will be blown away. And the mother says, that's why divine love is the cushion. Otherwise you will fall and break your neck. Divine love is the cushion which prevents us from, you know. And she says, the, the analogy, how the power of purification dissolves and then changes. But love does not do that. It acts like a leaven and changes from within, without the need of dissolution. So this is his love and compassion, which he has given as gifts to the earth. And toward the end, heavens <clears throat> on a desperate stair my feet have trod, Armored with boundless peace, bringing the fires of the splendor of God into the human abyss. Heaven's fire is lit in the breast of the earth, and the undying suns here burn through a wonder cleft in the bounds of birth. The incarnate spirits yearn like flames to the kingdoms of truth and bliss. These are the children who are going to change that. Don't worry about thousands and ten thousands of all kinds. Who are the children? Like flames to the kingdoms of truth and bliss. Down a gold red stairway went. The gold of the supermind and red of the earth. Down a gold red stairway went. 
the radiant children of paradise clarioning darkness is end this is a passage in savitri also to that effect i saw the omnipotent flaming pioneers and she said these children are going to come more and more especially to those who have you know turned towards the new light so udar said oh that is so wonderful he said no no but parents must know it is not going to be easy to bring them up we very difficult they won't listen to the all the ignorant things of the parents and if you expect they will get up in the morning and say good morning amma good morning papa be very well behaved extremely good mannered no forget about it they are going to tell you dad you are wrong you are telling a lie my heart says something which i listen not what you say damn the scriptures i want god <laughs> they'll say like that i don't want to go to the temple i want to discover hanuman ji here you <laughs> fight with them <laughs> clear yearning darknesses and they will free god from all the trappings <laughs> and then finally these last eight lines a little more and the new life stores everything they have done they have brought the supramental creation right here subtle physical something we have to do thus remember the stick of the <laughs> gwal bal lifting govardhan a little more so that we don't feel ki oh everything that we must deserve a little <laughs> be ready so little more little more is what mother said that all that the new consciousness asks from you is a yes she says something in man wants it but there is something which refuses it all that it wants from you is a sincere yes and then she says and time presses from the human point of view just a sincere yes forget about all these mental calculation this that if but say yes we want the new creation we don't want these old tablets to continue they may be very nice pleasant good but it's so imperfect so limited and let the new creation come that's all she wants so a little more and the new life doors shall be carved in silver light with its aureate roof and mosaic floors in a great world bare and bright all this idea about human unity the way everything they have given in a great world bare and bright and finally he has left this gift this golden dream for us to i wouldn't say realize <laughs> to embody that's all to prepare ourselves to embody the supramental life the new creation which is the greatest of all gifts i shall leave my dreams in their argent air for in raiment of gold and blue they shall move on the earth embodied and fair the living truth of you so first and second world wars when the war was going on shobindo was writing savitri and arya bringing the new light first world war 1916 he started second world war is over he is approaching he knows he has to leave the body but he is writing completing savitri two weeks before he departs niruddha writes you know he asks is it over he says yes he takes a sigh of relief and says ah his most important work it is over 
He says, but sir, book of death is left to be revised. He says, that we will see later. So even going through all this process, human ingratitude, lack of receptivity, he was giving to earth and man the supreme gift of the new creation, embodied in Savitri. And finally, just read Savitri, Mother has said, just reading Savitri is the yoga, it can take us to the all the realizations of the yoga of transformation without the help of a living guru. Thank you.